Alright guys, welcome back to Hellmouth Hotline. We're getting into Buffy once more in this episode. And finally, we're finishing off Season 3, uh, Episode 22, Graduation Day Part 2. And it essentially starts off where Part 1 left it. Um, Buffy and Faith have had their fight. And Buffy's made the... Massive decision to actually attempt to take Faith's life, and uh, Faith in the last Dutch attempt to stop Buffy from, you know, healing the angel of Faith's blood, throws herself from the the top of the building under the back of uh, a truck that's passing by. So uh, at the beginning of the episode, you see Buffy standing there with the the dagger, and. Uh, Contemplating what she's just done, the what it's probably going to mean for her in the long run now, not just the fact that you know she feels that she's crossed the line that Faith crossed earlier on in the season, but uh, she's also not going to be able to uh, see of Angel unless she does something incredibly drastic, which she does do when she heads back to the mansion, and uh, Angel's there. He's still. In and out of this, the effects of this poison, and uh, Oz and Willow were there, and uh, Angel's sort of that far out of it that he mistakes Willow for Buffy, and uh, when Buffy turns up, she uh, tells Willow and Oz to head off and let Buffy have a little bit of time. On her own with him, and uh, Willow at this point's kind of feeling a little bit guilty about things because you know she's just for the first time ever got her leg over, and uh, it's been the happiest day of her life, whereas everything's falling apart for everybody else, and she's feeling guilty for that. But her and Oz are just having their moments together throughout this episode, uh, and the thoughts that you know could be the, the final day for all of them. So when they leave, um. Buffy essentially forces Angel to drink her blood. He tries to refuse and she uh, punches him repeatedly until he changes to vampire form. And uh, then she exposes her neck to him. And at this point, you know, she she kind of knows how to bring the bloodlust on. And it happens. He does drink from her and is healed pretty much instantly. Which leaves Buffy at near death. But Angel, quick thinking, takes her to the hospital and uh, tells the doctors that the scrolls lost a lot of blood. Need to get her sorted out. And he heads off to the phone to ring the Scooby gang and let them know what's happened. And as he's at the payphone in the, the hospital, we pan across to the next room and Faith is in there. She's been found by the mayor and his henchmen. We did see him at the beginning of the episode coming into Faith's apartment after Buffy left the roof of the building. And he's freaking out and screaming the new go find her. So they do, they get her to the hospital. She's uh, in a coma now. The, the injuries can be fairly easily fixed, but whether or not she's going to come out of the coma, it remains to be seen. And he is absolutely devastated at this point. And uh, 
he overhears the nurse telling a doctor that they need to get blood onto another girl that's just been brought in with massive blood loss and he kind of puts two and two together and works it out and goes to the next room sees that it's Buffy in the bed and he you know, just walks over and calmly enough just puts his she's unconscious in the bed and he just puts his hand over her mouth and nose and attempts to smother her and Angel bursts and they have a confrontation and the mayor leaves says right this isn't over but we're going to have a little intermission here and uh, we'll see what happens as we go on um yes um where are we at in the notes here uh Buffy has a dream in which Faith is in there and it's knowing where this show is going uh it's kind of a weird dream sequence because we have in the past in the show we've had Buffy having these premonitions through dreams and we get kind of that again here and she's in Faith's apartment Faith turns up there as well and they have more or less a heart to heart in this dream and uh, Faith tells her that the mayor still has human weaknesses and Buffy's not really not sure what this means at this point but uh, she wakes up and goes to Faith in the next bed uh, who's in the coma and kisses her in the forehead so uh, yes um, she heads out to the Scooby gang gets changed to leave and tells him she's pretty much ready for war so we get into the bigger biggest, probably the biggest chunk of this episode is the, the preparations for what they're going to do um, she organises a plan for stopping the mayor uh, Xander and Willow recruit recruit several school students to join their plan and they work out they're trying to work out what his weakness is the mayor's weakness and Angel points out that he's always had uh, a thing about germs and there's a little bit of comedy in there with Cordelia saying you know we could get a we could get a box and put like a plague name on it and kind of just chase him off it and stupid stuff like that and you know uh, Oz isn't much better and he says we could attack him with hummus <laughs> but uh, they pretty much prime the to skip the head to the end of the episode we do see we don't see where they've got the plan set to spring it on the mare but we do see that they're they're carrying on bags and bags of compost into the 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 high school and uh, explosives and whatnot so they're getting weapons they're getting students involved and whatnot to help get this sorted you don't know to what extent really to near the end of the episode as far as the students go but uh, yes we get to the graduation ceremony and it begins the mayor has prepared an army of vampires to be there to stop people from escaping uh, the only problem with that in the vampires eyes is this ceremony is happening in the afternoon the sun's going to be up that's not a problem there's going to be an eclipse during my 
ascension. So just be ready. As soon as it gets dark, pop out of the sewers. Don't let anybody escape the, the school. That's essential from the first few minutes to feed as much as I can to maintain the transformation. So uh, at the graduation, all the students are there. And uh, <laughs> um, they're getting ready to start. And they... What's his face? The principal, and I am actually blanking on his name right now. Have I got it in my notes here? Uh, let's just go with Quark for this episode, because that's who I know him as the best. Armin Shiverman. And just blanking on his name, Principal Snyder. There it is, we've got it. Snyder is getting the everything on the go. And uh, this is a time for celebration, so sit down and shut your mouth. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, some good dry humour with him, uh, even in this episode. And the vast majority of the episodes that he's on in this, this series, it's like, there's a lot of dry humour with him. Enjoy that a lot with his character. But unfortunately, he doesn't make it to the end of this episode, as we said, as the mayor told him in the last episode, you're going to get paid exactly what you deserve for the work you've done and he does when the mayor ascends to this giant snake demon thing essentially uh, Snyder gets eaten so uh, along with a couple of the students and whatnot, a couple of people get taken down by him when he changes uh, to Alvacan I want to say the name of the thing is um, so He's transformed into this huge snake. Uh, the vampires are there to stop the students escaping. Uh, the students, they're wearing their cloaks or whatever you call them, their graduation gear. They disrobe. Robes! That's what they're wearing. They disrobe, pull that stuff off. They've got their own clothes below it, but they're all armed with weapons, flamethrowers, you name it. And a huge fight breaks out against this thing. And the vampires and... Xander is the key man, as Buffy was saying, in the preparation for this fight. Um, for a change, you know, Xander's over the moon, you know, finally going to be useful for something. So he's coordinating the attack of the students. So, you know, the flamethrowers, the front fire, then you've got people with crossbows and whatnot. Um, Oz and a lot of the guys at the back have got bows and arrows with flaming heads on them they're trying to take out vampires of them and uh, all hell breaks loose at the end of this episode and uh, yes eventually the students break off fight the vampires head on along with Angel and another group of students and Wesley in the middle of it so he's come back after uh, in the last episode Buffy quit the Watchers Council, so she's independent now, so he's pretty much out of job, he's going to be heading back to England, that's what's setting up at the end of this episode, but uh, he comes back, tail between the legs, and he's like, I'm not here on behalf of the council, I'm here to fight alongside you um, we also get the an ending to the, the possible relationship between Wesley and Cordelia. They've got a moment earlier in the episode where they're awkwardly flirting with each other and they do attempt to kiss each other and Wesley screws it up completely 
and Cordelia didn't get the kiss she was expecting, so you know, she just, like, both of them at the same time, just changed their minds and just like, you know, uh, I wish you all the best in England. And he's like, thank you very much, I'll drop you a line sometime, and they go about their merry business. So uh, he turns up in the fight at the end, shoulder to shoulder of Angel, something you weren't expecting to see at the beginning, and uh, something that happens again further on down the line. We're skipping well ahead of ourselves at this point. Um, yes, so at this point, Buffy is alone facing the demon, the the mayor, the transformed mayor, the ascendant mayor of a can, and uh, she taunts him about faith. She's worked out that it's not just his... Uh, thing against germs but he has human weaknesses is what Faith warned her about in the dream and the dream or the the weakness that he has is his feelings for Faith he looked at her like she was his daughter and someone he really really cared about so it's his humanity as part of his downfall at the end of this episode even though he's ascended he's this crazy massive demon now no longer uh, invincible as he was in human form uh, that's the thing that they couldn't take him out until the ascension uh, he had worked the spells and whatnot, and eaten all these crazy creatures and made himself invincible there's a part where a vampire just sliced him down the centre and like top of the head down to the waist and he just closed back up again but now as a demon he's and he's you know they can take they can take a shot at him so she taunts him and she pulls out the dagger that she stabbed faith with and he, she's like you know you recognize this i took this off faith after i stuck it in her stomach he's getting really angry at this point and runs after she runs away and he slutters after her, I should say. Now, I, watching this episode, it was starting to come back to me. Um, I was fully thinking that it was the blood on the dagger that was probably going to kill him. But then, that would be a physical thing and not a mental thing. Or an emotional thing. So it's an emotional thing that kills him, essentially. It was his weakness. But uh, I thought the blood on the dagger... The dried blood of faith would be the the killing point for him. Uh, not remembering where it was going. But she runs through the high school. And uh, bearing in mind this is graduation day. They're all leaving high school. So uh, they're going to take out everything in a major, major way. And she runs to the library. Jumps up into the stacks. And all the stacks are emptied at this point. And I did actually, uh, earlier in the episode, I was seen whenever Wesley and Cordelia were having that weird, awkward moment. They were actually emptying books out of the library. And it didn't even fizz on me what was going on at this point. They're actually clearing the library out because they're going to destroy it at the end of the episode. So that's what's happening. The library's filled with explosives and compost. The stuff that he hates the most. Germs and dirt and whatnot, and that's his downfall at the end of the episode. So Buffy escapes the, the library out of back window, 
and he slathers on, sees all this stuff, and he's like, a last moment's like, oh, well played, more or less. And uh, outside the school, you see Giles with uh, the plunger for the explosives. He hits it, and the library explodes. You see different parts of the school. The whole place goes up in this explosion. The school is absolutely devastated at the end of the episode. And at the end of the episode, we see the, the aftermath of what everything that's happening. We see Wesley getting taken away in a stretcher. He lasted a long time in the fight. Shoulder to shoulder of Angel. He came running up and uh, kind of got clotheslined at the very start. And that was him out for the count throughout the whole fight. Now, the fight itself, the, uh, the way it was staged was brilliant. Some of the, the, the fight sequences choreographed were fantastic particularly with Angel I have to say in this episode he was like kicking ass in a major way and uh, it was well well done so at the end of the episode Wesley's been taken off and uh, Giles comes up to Buffy and I, I was written through the, the wreckage and I found this and I think you've, you've really earned it so you should have it and it's her diploma and uh he leaves her on her own thoughts to go check on Wesley and uh, off about a hundred yards away between all the fire trucks and ambulances and whatnot, she sees Angel standing there and he did say to her earlier in the episode, look if we get through this I'm not saying goodbye I'm just going to go so uh, she thought that he actually left but he took a moment to come back and let her see that he was okay, and make sure that she was okay, and he turns, and he walks away, and to the, the smoke and the ash that are floating about, and he just kind of turns into a silhouette, and eventually vanishes, and we get a little moment at the end of the episode with the, the rest of the Scooby gang, you know, Willow and Xander, Oz and Cordelia, and Buffy having a little moment outside the school, and thinking, yes, we've kind of, we've survived this, we've survived the fight with survived high school and always wants to take a moment to really take it in and feel the the depth of surviving high school in particular and no sooner does he say can we take a moment to everybody turns and walks away and we pan down to a yearbook from Sunnydale High 99 uh, with the title The Future Is Ours um this was a good series, I have to say. Now, coming onto it from season two, I did have my uh, thinking back on it. I again, I kind of slipped out of the original run after season two. Season two was just such a strong season in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I felt that season three got off to a bit of a slower start. But then again, having said that, I was that point in my life back in 98, 99 was uh, incredibly busy times for me so uh, there were many other factors for why I fell out of the series but um, yeah, right now at this point in the run I am kind of having flashes of key sequences, key moments throughout the rest of the seasons but there's nothing in my mind right now that I'm talking you're probably talking 15, 16 years since I watched the series. 
the way I'm watching it now and really taking it on. So it's kind of there and it's kind of not there. Um, let me see. Uh, what else we've got here as far as uh, trivia and whatnot goes for it. Um, yes. Um, I'm going to scroll down past that to on the internet here. There's um, a little article called Controversy. I'm just going to read from it here because, um, yeah. The time this came out, there was uh, the content of a few of the episodes in this series. Not just this episode, but there's a couple episodes in it that I, I kind of talked about the um, school shootings. There was a, an episode where uh, one of the students went up into the bell tower and he had a gun with him, which he intended to use on himself, but we all thought and the setup of the episode that he was going to use it on the kids. So that was a a moment in history where the Columbine shooting happened and I thought to myself, Oh, this is really this is sketchy stuff. But um it actually goes into that here. It says during the time of its airing, the episode caused a great deal of controversy in the media. The Columbine High School Massacre, which just took place only four weeks before the airing of part one of Graduation Day, was widely blamed on violence and entertainment. The WD, the WB television network had already pulled the plug on an earlier episode, Earshot, that's one I was just talking about, um, which itself was not aired until September, and feared that several scenes in Graduation Day part two would provoke high school students to do the same thing, especially those depicting the entire graduating class handling weapons against the mayor. On May 25th, 1999, only two hours before graduation day, part two was due to air, the WB suddenly decided to replace it with a rerun from earlier in the season, the episode Banned Candy. The sudden move received huge attention in the media and thousands of letters were sent to the network. That's how long ago this was, guys. Like There was no uh, emails early. The internet wasn't really a thing at that point as far as, like, you know, oh, I'm I'm offended. I'm going to pull my phone out of my pocket and tweet somebody. No, people actually put pen to paper for the frippin' pissed about this. Um, yeah, there's thousands of letters were sent to the network demanding that the season finale be shown. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller publicly spoke spoke out against the decision. Seth Green agreed that the episode should have been broadcast in its original slot. Uh, the incident was also lampooned in a segment of Comedy Central's The Daily Show in which then host John Stewart joked that the episode was delayed until the heat is off and the networks can get back to being irresponsible. Stewart was equipped uh, uh, Stuart, ugh, Stuart then quipped in addition to one in the finale WB executives are considering changing the show's name to Buffy the Vampire Unconveniencer <laughs> the W <laughs> that's pretty witty uh, the WD did not air the episode until July 13th 1999 almost two months after it was originally scheduled since nearly all U.S. schools end their term in May and June. It was then felt safe. The episode attracted 6.2 million viewers, which is 
typically high for the WB during the summer and comparable to what other episodes of the season had received. Uh, as the episode was not delayed in Canada, many bootleg digital downloads were available. Uh, Whedon, the creator of the show, stated, uh, bootlegged the puppy. So he was all on for it. You know, he was just like, you know, well, you want to see it? Bootleg it. So that was a great ending to a great season. And I didn't find the mayor quite as annoying this time. Probably because I'm getting up in age myself. But I remember watching this back in 99. And I wasn't really that old at the time. Like I left high school in 1995. So I was just getting out into the working world at that point. I went on to do a little bit, two or three years worth of uh, further education after high school. So I was literally just getting out into the working world as well and uh, getting married. So um, I found the mayor extremely irritating in the original when I was here. But I'm, in this rewatch, I've really started to appreciate some of his jokes and the humour that he put brought to the the role. Very, very good episode. And uh, setting it up for Angel starting. So that, I have to say, was a fantastic, fantastic series. I really did enjoy the Angel spin-off. And I actually do have all five seasons in VHS. Again, that's how old these shows are at this point. I've got Angel's season on VHS, the entire collection. It takes up an entire shelf right here. Whereas now, if you bought it on DVD, it would take up about, you know, about the same room as a, your average size book. So, uh, yes, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope you did indeed enjoy it. If you did, please let me know by emailing the show, hellmouthhotline at gmail.com. Uh, follow the show, written review, all that sort of good stuff. And you can also go check out the website, coinsagemedia.com to see some of the other stuff that I'm doing there. Um, I'm starting to enjoy podcasting a lot, but I'm also getting back into hopefully shooting crap load of YouTube videos as far as reviews and that goes as well. So there's other podcasts, there's other channels, there's short movies on the website as well. Just pretty much everything I've done to this point is on there, so go check it out. So uh, until the next episode, guys, um, which will be Halloween Part 2, and then next week we'll be doubling up on the, the Buffyverse reviews with uh, Season 4 starting on Monday and uh, season one of Angel starting on Wednesday and then doing the movies and that at the weekends as normal. So guys, stay safe and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.